So the barbershop is open and going, huh? Yeah, on Monday we'll be rolling. Cool, cool, cool. It's a process, man. Um, I was thinking about that this this uh this morning, or just actually when I walked in here, I was like, you know, the first time doesn't really count. You just got to do the first time so you can become a doer. I would uh-huh. say like a, a lot of us, <clears throat> we didn't lose because our in-laws or our ancestors bought the wrong property or bought the wrong stock or maybe uh, started the wrong business or whatever. A lot of us lost because we never did any of those things. Right, so right. I don't, wanna, I don't, I don't want to romanticize this perfection idea. So many of us are driven by perfection. We want the whole thing spelled out A to Z. Um, and so I was realizing, I was like, you know what? This first barbershop, it, it might not be perfect. We're literally starting a barbershop. Like, people expect it to have no flaws. People expect it to look a certain way. But you know what? I don't know anybody in my family that owns a barbershop. But we do. So it's not perfect, but it's rolling. And it's going to become perfected the more that we roll it. Yeah, I remember that post, and I need, we need to talk about that another time. But need to bring that back up because I forget the exact wording of it. I like the wording, the original wording you had in the post. Like it wasn't. It's not that you, your parents or grandparents picked the wrong entity or picked the wrong asset or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. They didn't pick any at all. They didn't do any. Right, and so it's like I think that's one of the most frustrating things that I, and I think that's why the question annoys me when I get that question where someone says, what's the best entity? What's the best place to invest? What's the best way to do this? The, just do it, bro. Like, don't ask me the, because they don't, they don't want to make mistakes. They don't want to fail. I'm still making mistakes. I'm still failing. If you were not making mistakes and you're not failing, you're likely headed towards average. And there's so many people like, that's what they want. They don't, they, they don't want to have any mistakes. They don't want to have any missteps. And they'll likely have no success. So it's like, I think that it's, it's handicapping people. Perfection paralyzes you. I don't believe in perfection. Unfortunately, a lot of times people will look at you and they'll hold you up to a standard of perfection. But again, there's not a lot of people doing what we're doing. So it ain't perfect, but it's, 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 it's nice. You look back and you're like, dang, now we own a semi-truck. We're looking to buy a semi-truck. We can buy a semi-truck in cash now. And people are like, well, why would you buy it in cash when you can leverage it? Like, I don't know that business. But I don't want to take on debt in that business if I don't know the business. I want to learn the business. And then as we, as we figure it out, we'll start scaling with, with more loans and more debt. But uh, we're, we're definitely in a good position right now. And on that note, Sweet Talk Episode 10. It's lit. Here we go. Raphael and Charles. That Blackwell talk. Yeah. So we saw you had a post on uh, Instagram. Said more builders, less beggars. (laughs) So what's interesting about um, my Instagram these days is I'm actually working with somebody else. So I don't know if you guys could tell, but my posts look different. And so I have, I've learned that I can't um, scale and do everything. I can't scale and post everything on Instagram. And so what's cool about this 
is this post is actually what somebody I think took from a Tweet Talks episode. Um, so she she listens to the content, and now she's been kind of working with me, kind of as like a virtual assistant, and she's kind of risen up in the ranks, and so now she's doing like a lot within the business of Ty Capital. Um, so she's helping out with the LLC filing, she's helping out with marketing, she's helping out with sales, she's helping out with um, admin things. She does a lot. She honestly, I always tell people like she's gonna learn so much just in doing the work, which is going to allow her to do whatever the heck she wants to do. But she's willing to do the work. So many people just want the money. They want the results. They want the, pri- they want the, they want the success. They want the prize. But she's out here in the trenches helping me do the work. So she's going to rise up in the ranks along with me. But she's also just getting more skilled. So um, that post, more builders, less beggars, um, I realized something today, and it was that we need more business owners, not just real estate owners. And then I also realized that like a business isn't what we think it is. It's not like, oh, I got this cool, hot, trendy thing that looks dope on the gram. No, a business is I'm the person that makes the LCD that goes in the Apple laptop. I'm the person that makes the plastic that goes inside of this trophy that I'm looking at. I'm the person that makes the box that you put this Dom Perignon in. We need people providing those services. And if we can get to that level, then wealth is inevitable. And so what I realized also is that like, I walk by a lot of homeless people and you can have as many black jobs as you want, but a black job can't save more than one black person. And so if we're not building, we can only save ourselves. And so that's why I was like, you know what? It's bigger than just you when you build a business. You can't save all these African-American men on the street without building something. Is it a shelter that you want to build? Is it a, a whatever that you want to build? But just begging and just asking and just complaining and just waiting, that doesn't save anybody. It just, it just spins your wheels. You're wasting time. You're wasting energy. And you're wasting a, a legacy and a life. And you're going to look up and then your grandkids are going to be doing the same thing that you're doing. The people who are builders in this country are the people who are successful. Elon Musk is a builder. Uh, all these CEOs, founder CEOs are, are builders. I'm a builder, but I'm realizing like I got to do more building. And so that building looks like investing money into my projects. And so you look at the podcast and now the podcast is a lot more polished, a lot more professional. We have editing and and that building process, you're creating an asset. It's not just about getting money out of a business. It's also about building a business. And so I posted something earlier. I was like, you need to keep the money inside of your business. So many of us are, are treating a business like a hustle, like a job, like a little side job. But no, you're literally creating an organization. We're building the organization that is Todd Capital. Todd Capital is not me. Todd Capital is not an extension of me. Todd Capital is something that we're building. It is another human being, another person. We want that person to be wealthy because then we own a piece of that wealthy individual. And so as you're making money in your business, as you're making profits, as you're making revenue, you're responsible to keep that money in and reinvest back into that business and build that business up or just keep the money there as reserves. And so like I, I use that because with Todd Capital, like we're a very wealthy organization. We're only going to get wealthy. We're wealthy in assets. We're wealthy in reserves. We own a bunch of homes. We have a bunch of cash set aside. 
So if you have 10% of a wealthy organization, you are a wealthy person. Jeff Bezos owns 10% of a wealthy organization that is Amazon. He is wealthy because of what he owns, not of what he has in his bank account. And that's how wealth is. It's based on what you own, not based on what you have in your bank account. That's one thing I always try to tell people. So I just, you, you only get so much energy, man. You wake up, you got a good 12 hours of energy. Are you going to use that 12 hours to beg or are you going to use it to build? Because one thing I found is when you build something, whatever comes over the horizon after you build it is bigger and better. And that's why I said the first deal, you just got to do it and get it done. Like I'm not focused on the first deal. I just want to get it done so then I can continue to go bigger and bigger and bigger. I don't want to focus on trying to make this first deal the biggest thing ever. I want to focus on what's going, what's coming up, what's coming up after. Cause that's the big win. The big one ain't the first few homes in Detroit. I told somebody, I was like, y'all didn't think I just wanted to buy cheap homes forever, right? It's like, no, nah, I got big goals. I got skyscraper goals. But I'm not going to get there sitting around looking at skyscrapers all day. I'm going to get there by doing what I can where I am. Yeah, my man Todd Millie plotting on jets. <laughs> Todd Capital York coming soon. Yeah. So... Yeah, we need more institutions, as uh, Dr. Carl Edison says. Institutions. Um, so it's funny because I saw uh, Prince Donnell had a post today about credit not being bad, but blah, 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 blah. You know, people keep in the, in the comments, I see people keep talking bad about cash, you know, you know. Like, people totally cash in the in the bank is just worthless to the point that it's like, they don't want to leave even a dollar in there. Like mm-hmm. everything must be leveraged. Everything must be spent. Like no reserves. Forget that. That's limited thinking, scarcity thinking, like no cash, nothing, just leverage everything. I'm like, man. So what did, what did, Don, what did Donnell said? That's what he said. His, his stance was mostly like, you need to leverage and not not hold on to your cash. He said that a little bit, but I was telling about people in the comments were taking it even further. Some people, but yeah. you know, he was talking about um, he was not going to teach his children that credit is bad, and he was he was saying like in the comments too of certain people like he's saying cash, cash is not going to get you there. Cash is too slow, and credit will get you into the game faster. You know, which is true. You know what's crazy about that statement, Raphael? <clears throat> it's credit is debt, man. It's a lot of folks out here glamorizing debt. And one of the things that I, I that scares me about social media is people don't share their losses. And so, like, all those Bitcoin folks who are making a bunch of money or were talking shit in my mentions, they literally don't exist anymore. They're not on there talking about how much money they lost. They just disappeared off the face of the earth. <laughs> And I've realized that the same thing is potentially going to happen to the Burr folks. I was having this conversation with somebody today. I was like, we own this house free and clear because we invest the cash. So we can do two things. We can refi it. Well, we can do more than two things. We can do three things. We can refi it. We can sell it. Or we can just hold it and just cash flow back our money over the course of three years. <clears throat> if we refi it, we'll get cash. But all that cash is, is debt. It's not actual money. 
you owe somebody $30,000 now. And we're so focused on, I get $30,000 and now what you owe somebody, you have now become a slave. A slave just for $30,000 now, congratulations. (laughs) Unless you put that money to use, you, you can't win. And so the reason why I bring this up is because I'm scared. I'm scared that there's gonna be a lot of people out there taking on business credit cards that they can't pay off. They're gonna buy a bunch of stuff that they can't, that they shouldn't be buying, making bad business decisions because they have the cash. And I just, I, I don't think it ends well. I think it ends in another recession, a, a credit card led recession. I don't believe in doing anything that everybody's doing. It's like you said, be greedy when they're fearful and fearful when they're greedy. And if everybody's greedy, I'm fearful. Like when everybody starts doing something, I'm like, that's a sign that it's, it's time to go. The party's over guys. When everybody starts getting into Detroit, that's a sign that the party's over. It's time to go. I'm sorry. But <clears throat> I think that it's a misconception out there that credit is just this amazing thing. A lot of people are using credit to hop over their mistakes. And what I mean by that is there are people specifically who are getting credit repair, getting fat credit lines, and they're going to go out there and they're going to make the same mistakes on a larger level. And they think that because it's a business that it's not going to come after you personally. So you're going to just dig a deeper hole for yourself. And I think that's a problem because if you aren't the person who can get out of debt, like anytime I've ever had to repair my credit, it came down to me paying off my debt, not me writing a bunch of letters and challenging them on some, some whatever. And so that has made me a better person. It's made me a person that keeps my debt low or a person that knows that if I do get it high, I can pay it down again because I just know how to sacrifice and hustle. And so I just, I feel like people have to be really conscious of what they're doing and not just doing what everybody's doing because if everybody's doing it, it's usually not the way you want to be going. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up with the whole, your own personal story of paying off debt. It reminds me of two things. Number one, I, I get kind of, I don't know, I get uncomfortable when I see all these credit repair people on social media. And they're basically telling people, like, I can get this debt off your report, even to the point of stuff that you actually owe. Right. And it's like, sounds kind of scummy. Like, mm-hmm. maybe legally, somehow, through loopholes, you can get the stuff off the report. But how about just telling people just pay it off? Exactly. I said credit repair, the tie capital is pay your shit. Yeah, you you borrow the money or whatever. Like you had you 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 basically signed a contract, you know, basically, even when you swipe that card, is like you're promising to pay it back. And also I saw today on Twitter, um, I forget who tweeted it, but somebody said Emporium CEO, I think it was, he said Grant Cardone is a culture vulture. And somebody was agreeing, and then somebody came in and said, yeah, Dave Ramsey, too. And I was like, huh? And I said, how is Dave Ramsey a culture vulture? Mm-hmm. And he's saying um, he's teaching people that that is bad, but he's making a fortune, so it doesn't add up to me. And I'm like, okay, I still don't understand how, how you're saying he's a culture vulture. How... Like how is telling people to get up to get out of debt make you a culture vulture? And he's saying like he's taking advantage of people, telling them to um 
that that is bad and to live frugal, but he's doing something different. And I'm like, I still don't understand what you're saying, man. Like, what, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Like, fr- telling people to live frugal is, is taking advantage of them? Mm-hmm. I said, do you actually know what he teaches? And he's like, yes, I do. He gives bad advice. So I'm like, okay, whatever you say. Like, Sometimes you got to just stop arguing with people in common. You- you can't have a conversation with everybody because everybody is not as intelligent as you are. Some folks just be talking ignorance. But you know what I do, though? What I like to do is I like to ask questions. I don't want to debate anybody. I want to mm-hmm. ask questions like, oh, so what do you mean by a culture vulture? What does it mean to be a culture vulture? How is he cultural? How is he a culture vulture? How is this not culture vulturing if that is? I, I, I like Dave Ramsey. I think that you have to take what he says with a grain of salt, just like with uh, Grant Cardone. I quote the 10X rule ad nauseum, but I cannot get down with his real estate investing philosophy. To each his own. Sometimes you got to just kind of rock, rock with who you rock with for the things that you rock with them. And if you don't rock with them on certain things, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person altogether. Right. Just disagree on that in particular. One thing was, how is your culture vulture? Like, explain, I kept saying, like, explain that part. Like, what's the definition of a culture vulture, Raphael? I'm not even sure, but I, you know, from what I was guessing from, because the first person I heard saying that was Dame Dash. He would call, like, Vlad, DJ Vlad, a culture vulture. He was calling, um, we are calling a culture vulture. It basically, it, what, I, what I took from it was, People trying to take advantage of the culture, meaning the culture, and not contributing to it. But they're taking what they can from it and profiting from it, but they're not contributing. So I don't know how that is. What I think the culture vulture is, and it's not as prominent these days, is exactly that. It's like somebody who comes in and they make money off your culture. Um, but they aren't really a part of your culture. I think that's kind of a, a better thing. So I don't think that Dave Ramsey, I don't think that, I think that guy doesn't really understand what being a culture vulture is. And I think that's the reason why he said that and it didn't make sense to you. His criticism right. might've been something different. Maybe he was saying he's a hypocrite. Maybe that's what he's really saying. But yeah. that's, that's <laughs> that is actually a more a, a better statement to make to say he's a hypocrite, but even still, like I think if you really know uh, know him, that would actually be an inaccurate statement because I'm pretty sure he lives by the principles that he teaches. Me too. I think he's very transparent. He's pretty trustworthy. But my thing is like Dave Ramsey never he never portrays himself as something he's not. He doesn't try to use slang he doesn't try to act young Mm -hmm. he doesn't he doesn't i don't know he doesn't he doesn't try to act black he doesn't try to act like he's down he doesn't he 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 says he's country he talks country he acts a certain way he's very very much himself i don't know what that's why i think that guy doesn't know what he's talking about most people don't know what they're talking about sorry brother uh, if you don't agree, you don't agree, but right, right. Anyway, 
let's take a quick break. This is Elwood of Mindset Matters Tees. We offer merchandise with quotes that help shape your mindset. You can find us at www.mindsetmatterstees.com. So this next one I want to talk about is also on Instagram. Hmm. This is, I think it was based on like an old tweet that you had saying traveling is the new Jays. And the thing is, I'm listening. The thing is, uh, I want you to talk about that, explain that, but also when I looked in the comments, I think the people that commented did not get what the post was trying to say. Because they were like clapping and like, yeah, like, (laughs) like, like, yeah, stepping it up. Like, (laughs) you don't get what he's saying. Yeah, honestly, I was kind of glad that people didn't take what I was trying to say because I didn't want them to be offended and hate me. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's one That's one of those ones that people just, they go off. Oh, yeah, it's so touching. But not even just the traveling. They, yeah, they love the traveling, but when you combine the two, when you talk, when you plan down traveling and talk about the Jordans, People automatically say, "Oh, I hate when people act like buying Jordans. Mm-hmm. Why the black community is not wealthy, and they get so offended by this, and they don't yeah. see the correlation." Uh, distracting. So, what I was going to say is that Lil Duval put out this post about how these chicks go to Airbnbs and they start thinking that's their life, and what I kind of realize at a younger age is I don't want to live like something's my life. I want it to actually be my life. And so another quote that I put out earlier is I was like, you know what? We see a lot of like our parents and our grandparents who always make it seem as like their best years were their young years when they didn't have kids. And I was like, I don't want those to be my best years. So instead I'm going to flip it on its head and spend my single, no kids, married, no kids years investing and hustling so that then the rest of my life can be great. And so when I said it's the new Jays, what I meant is like, it's a lot of folks out here pulling stuff together. I've heard stories of folks having 500 bucks in their account and buying some $200 sneakers. And that's how a lot of people are traveling now. They're not like really living that life. They're just kind of scraping by to look as though they're living that life. And that's how a lot of people wore Jays. And I just said that like traveling now is just the new bragging. People travel just to say, look, I'm here. Look, I accomplished this thing by being here. And I only bring it up because I think it's silly, but also to kind of point it out to people who might not be doing that stuff. Like you aren't losing just because you're not spending your money to look as though you have money. Like there's value in having it and not spending it. There's, there's value in keeping it in your pocket. There's value in not buying a bunch of new stuff just so you can feel like money. I got kind of caught in that trap too. Cause I was like, I'm in downtown LA again and LA is a very flashy city. Like it's just a very flashy city. I was at Starbucks and one black chick had on some nice Yeezys. Another black chick hops out uh, her Wrangler with her Gucci bag. And it's like, it's, it's funny when people say like poor and black, like it's not a lot of poor black folks in Atlanta and in, in Los Angeles. It, they appear as though they all have it going on. 
But the thing is, is they appear that way. A lot of folks are living with their parents or having multiple roommates, doing all these things to appear as though they have it. And I feel like the stats don't care how you look. When they, when they map that, the wealth gap, it doesn't say, well, they look like they got money, so therefore we're going to rank them higher. No, it's like you either got money or you don't. And a lot of us look as though we have it, but we don't. And so that's just kind of where I am with that. Like a lot of us aren't really where we need to be to be traveling how we travel. I see sometimes people come in and they got different pair of sneakers every single day of the week. Hmm. Some expensive sneakers. I'm like, man, I know I know how much these people make. <laughs> I'm like, man, what am I doing wrong? Like, and I know I make more than you. The problem is, man, there's a lot of people in this world who don't know how to do anything with money but spend it. And so they just get they become very good spenders. And that's one thing I realized, like there's some people who like, they can't analyze a real estate deal. They can't analyze a stock. They can't analyze a business. They can't do any of the things that we do that are second nature, but require money. And so unfortunately they get to look like they have money. and We get to actually have money. So, you know, this is what we do. That's one thing I'm realizing. And it's great as I get older and, as these things start paying off, I saw this thing today where it said the dreamer and the doer said the dreamer in 10 years just has a bunch of like dreams and thoughts. Whereas the doer has multiple businesses in real estate. And I was like, damn, I'm the doer, man. I got multiple businesses in real estate. And yeah, so that like, we're going to be in 10 more years. It's probably going to be 10 X what we have in 10 more years. We won't have another 10 doors in another business. We'll have a hundred doors and ten businesses. Right, right now, ten rentals, one barbershop. Yeah, man, look at us. How at your boy. Uh, <laughs> they hated they hated the whole time. Your own people, man. It'd be your own. They hated on Tulsa real estate, even though like that kind of like frustrates me. It's like how do you how is the number one folks who you're trying to help? out here criticizing you, telling you why it can't work, why it won't work, why it's too risky, why it's that, why it's this. Like, y'all crazy, man. Y'all yeah, crazy. He's, he's going to over-deliver. He's not going to just deliver. He's going to over-deliver. He under-promised it at the 8% preferred return with the 50-50 uh, split of the profits. Folks are going to get 25% back because we are dope, man. Anything we touch, we're dope at. The only things that we can't do are the things they tell us that we can't do. And so we think that we can't do them. The only things we can't do are the things we think we can't do is what I was trying to say. And that that's why you have these naysayers, these Negro naysayers, they come in and they say, you can't build that. Your name ain't Jimmy John. Like, who were they? They don't got the sauce. They, they, can't, they can't dance. They can't cook. Anything we, anything we do, we can win. We just got to start doing the right stuff and not focusing on doing ignorant shit and being great at that. Right. We are the source. So he had a post too saying the job is necessary until it isn't. <laughs> I, I, you know what's so crazy about the, the world these days? Is you can have a job and start a business. I think that's so crazy to me. As long as you do it right and you hustling, you really build that business. And I also feel like if you aren't building a business alongside your job, 
you're robbing your heirs. And so I was talking to my mom and she works as a CPA. And so they limit her outside business activities. And so she feels as though she can't use her skills. To Whereas all I do is bring my skills to the world. That's all I do is advertise my skills to the world. But she doesn't have that luxury. And Jamal kind of walked into the same situation where he um, had to cut back on outside business activities that was actually expanding his brand, which actually probably helped him get that job because they're saying, oh, well, now you work here, so you can't do it. You're limited to this. And I feel like that's the stupidest thing. Like, it's just, I don't really have the words to say to it, but I told my mom, I was like, I feel like it's it's oppressive to tell somebody that they can't maximize their value in life, but they have to just strictly keep their job. And so the reason why I said that is because a lot of us think that like jobs aren't, like jobs are whack and they, they don't really serve any value. And I thought that for the same time, I thought that for some time as well, but I realized that like jobs give you a base, jobs give you security and safety but you got to build your wealth on top of that. You got to be up at 10 o'clock recording something so you can build your wealth on top of that. You got to be investing your side chain so that you can build wealth on top of that. You got to be hustling and creating a business and creating a brand through social media and through e-com on top of that. And until you don't need it, that job, you need that job. And so that's what I meant by that. Like I'll never forget when I was in college, I wanted to start a business and, Somebody told me like, oh, you can't work a job and have a business. And I believed that for the longest time. Then I realized he didn't know what he was talking about because now I run a business alongside my job. And I told somebody like, one of the number one things you can do is freelance and consult. You have skills. Raphael, you have skills. Your job allows you to be a consultant for somebody. There's a small business out there that needs your skills. There's a small business out there that can't afford somebody to do what you do on a full-time basis, they can afford you on a part-time basis or a third-time basis. And so they'll pay you an extra two grand a month to do that for them. And so we've, we owe it to the world to bring our skills to the market. Right, right, right. I mean, even um, Grant Cardone, he'll say um, you want to make more money. He says it's stupid to abandon your first flow. Right. Well, if you got right. a job, try to make more money on that job. Get better at that job. Absolutely. He didn't say go start a business. He's like, no, that's stupid. First, maximize your first flow, and then do something. Your second flow, make that something that's related to the first flow. Like your job, like you were saying, consulting and freelancing. I feel like you read the the millionaire booklet, man. Me? Yeah, that's, I read that's it. straight from there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I read it. He said it's still on the videos too. But um and some people don't realize, I mean, you can start a business on the side, but not everybody's gonna be able to scale it up quickly. Mm-hmm. Not all of us have the skills to scale it quickly. So get, eventually though. Yeah, but I'm saying like getting a raise at work or getting a better job is a way to get a quick bump in your income fast. It's gonna come faster for them for some people on the business. So you, some people can scale a business quickly and get the, the income up quickly, but some people is going to take some time. If you but build but the thing that. is though, it's not even about scaling quickly to the point where you don't need the job, right? It's just mm-hmm. about, it, it, it's about building 
for yourself. And so one of the things that I did, and I always tell this story, like I created my own raise. I doubled, I, I doubled my salary through my business. I asked for a raise. He didn't give me the raise. I started a business. I doubled my salary. But the crazy part about it is that like, even when I did get the raise, it wasn't double my salary. So I'm, I'm, I'm pro jobpreneur. I'm pro <laughs> having a base, but I'm also pro you hustling and creating a freelance and creating a business. So I feel like you don't have to choose either or. You don't have to choose, am I going to be dope at my job or am I going to be dope at my business? You can do both. And Aisha Selden proves that. And it's so funny because at first I thought it was an anomaly. I was like, damn, I got a dope professional career and my investments are booming. I was like, I'm kind of cheating because you're not supposed to be able to have both. Apparently, I thought you could only have either a dope job or dope investments with no job. And Aisha Selden, she makes, I don't even know how much money she makes in her actual career, but it might be, it might be like a million dollars a year. I'm sure she makes a lot of good, like very good money as a, as a professional financial advisor and stockbroker. But she also, cause she owns her own practice, but she also invests heavy in real estate. So she owns like 40 rental properties. And I realized like, it doesn't have to be either, or you can 10 X everything. The only people in America that don't lose are the people that have given up are the people who have tried to take shortcuts are the people who have tried to cheat people and shortcut people and undercut people. But like, if you literally live in America and you hustle, you're committed to winning, you are going to win. I, I feel like that's the most crazy thing that I'm realizing is like, if you are committed to winning in America, you can win no matter what your skin color is, no matter where you come from. There are Middle Eastern people who come here and win because they're committed to winning. In America, you can work a 16-hour shift, a 20-hour shift if you want to. If you are broke, you make $20 an hour, and you work 16 hours a day for seven days, I'm going to give you the math right now. 16 hours times 16, ah, 16 times 20 equals times 7 equals 2,200 a day or a week times four equals 9,000 a month times 12 equals a six figure salary. And that's only making $20 an hour. Mm -hmm. But the thing is though, Raphael, like if, if, are you committed? Or are you just going to talk about being committed? Because a lot of people talk about being committed and then I see them on the beach. Like, bro, if you are committed, if you really want to win, you're not taking beach trips. And the thing about it is like, after the year, the first year of making 107 grand, your second year, you're probably going to make 125, 150. The third year, you're going to make even more. The fourth year, you're going to make even more. We are losing because we think we can't win. We are losing because they continue to feed us these slave narratives, these we can't win, racism, oppression, this and that. Like, if all, if we just like stopped looking at that shit and just started hustling, nobody could stop us. And there are black people that have proven this. Like, Nothing that I say is impossible because there's black people in America who've already done it. Right, so we can do it. I mean, and unfortunately, there there are people that will hear this and be like, "16 hours a day, man." Well, then they don't deserve it. Then they don't deserve it. If you aren't willing to hustle, then just accept that you're not willing to hustle. You don't get to blame anybody else but yourself. 
Right. And this, I mean, it's, it's all about the concept. That's where I'm at. I'm at this time, like, nobody, it's, it's 100% ownership. Like, if you aren't getting a bag, it's, it's, it's your fault, 100%. Put in more hours. And on that note, we're going to wrap it up. So the thought of the day is more builders and less beggars. Get your hours up. Put the time in. Yes, sir. No, if you don't need either or, you can do and. Yep. Maximize the job. Maximize the spare time. Yeah. Check us out, www.capitaltide.com. Also check out all the launch passes. Also check out Terry. Also check out Erica Williams. Also check out Hood Estate. Also check out tidecapital.com or gumroad.com backslash tidecapital. Also gumroad.com backslash sweet talks. Yep. And we got all that um, Instagram, at Todd Millionaire, at Todd Investments. At Black Bless a Black Man at Black Wealth Tweet Talk. Hit us up. Drop the comments. You know, let's get it. We out. Peace.